Don Nation, welcome to another start of a Ron and Don show. All right, you guys, welcome to episode 324 now of the Ron and Don show, and we are live from the Les Schwab studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don show, we're going to talk about the fact that many people are out buying new cars. Ron just bought one, and you're not going to believe there's a lot of new technology out there, and it seems like a lot of people don't want the new technology. How about that? Also, should we learn to care less? about our jobs before we get to that though let's get to this the facebook whistleblower everyone's talking about that facebook whistleblower on 60 minutes about by the time you've heard this about a week and a half ago and she is saying she doesn't want to hurt the company she wants to help the company she's been speaking before congress ron what say you about the facebook whistleblower who said that uh mark zuckerberg is guilty and he's guilty of this he knows that what people click on is they like to click on a lot of hate. They like to click on things that are divisive. Lots of clicks mean lots of ads. Lots of ads mean lots of sales. Lots of sales mean lots of money. And that may be why Mark Zuckerberg probably may not give a ha at this point. Uh, Do you think she served her country well by being a whistleblower? And uh, did she blow the whistle on the right thing here? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if what she said was anything we didn't already know it confirms stuff that we already knew um yes i think it's helpful i the more this evolves through my lifetime and the more evidence i see the more i sort of change my mind on this i i do think that the internet companies were way ahead of the curve in terms of how to legislate this and so they they got away with murder as my mom would say for many many years because you think people in congress just didn't understand didn't it? well nobody really did like they were creating this in real time and so as as you got more and more sophisticated they took deliberate action to do what you just described i, I do think it wouldn't be unreasonable for congress to say we we have the right to audit your algorithm. Like, like that, that's the thing now that holds all the value. Facebook has an algorithm, Google has an algorithm. And what those algorithms do is they have to optimize for something. Like I'm not an expert in algorithms, but I've, I've, I've had several mathematicians I've talked to try to explain what it is to me. So you optimize for something. So let's take a simple one like Netflix. You write a, you, you, there's a coder out there that says, okay, Don O'Neill is a member of Netflix. He just watched this documentary about Michael Jordan. He watched all of those episodes back to back within one week. I'm going to now, the algorithm says, I'm going to put a score. I'm going to put a numeric value to that. He likes sports documentaries. He likes basketball. He likes Michael Jordan, whatever. And I'm going to weight it highly because he did it quickly. So now the next time you log in, the algorithm's going to go, what else do I have that I could possibly get this guy to spend more time on our platform? Hey, Don, here's this thing about Kobe Bryant. Would you like to watch that? 
Um, and so it's a sports documentary. It's about basketball. Maybe you're going to want to watch that. If you pass over that, it's going to go, okay, let me put a score on that. He liked Michael Jordan, doesn't like Kobe Bryant. Or maybe he likes about Now, here's a, here's a documentary about Randy Johnson. You want to watch that? Boom, you watch it. Okay, so he likes sports, not necessarily basketball. So it's doing this algorithm all the time. Every time you watch something and every time you stop, so let's say you watch something and you turn it off for two minutes, it's scoring that. It's putting a value Mm. into your profile. And what it wants to do, what does Netflix want? It wants you to perceive value in Netflix and to keep coming back. So that it's optimizing to keep you around. Um, that's their profitability, having you pay your monthly membership fee. It doesn't want you to cancel. So it's developing this thing and trying to figure out what are the things that you want to watch. So that's a, a relatively simple one. When you go to Facebook, what are they optimizing for? Ad sales. They're not optimizing for legitimate interest per se. They're optimizing for ad sales. How do they get ad sales? Well, they get ad sales by keeping you on the platform. Mm. The longer you're on the platform, the more ads you're going to see. The more ads you see, the more likely you are to click on an ad. That's what they're optimizing for. And so they're going to, they, they start throwing stuff at you. Hey, here's cute animals. Here's a thing on QAnon. Here's a thing about sports. Here's a feel good story. Here's a thing about politics. And, and so you go through all those things. Maybe, and we're very good friends. Maybe I click on the QAnon thing and you click on the thing about the dog and the duck that became best friends. All right. So now our, our profiles just diverged. It says, oh, Ron likes QAnon. Don likes cute animals. Next time we log on, I now have three posts about conspiracy theories and you have three posts about cute animals and away we go. So I, I think, but... Nobody knows what's in these algorithms except for the companies. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm, uh, we're sitting in a room right now where our studio is, and then also my Peloton bike is. And ever since I got that Peloton bike, uh, not only does it suggest things to me when I'm on the bike, but when I'm off the bike, it has my email address. Hey, Don, nice nice ride today. It'll give me a medal for, for my ride. If I haven't been on, hey, Don, you, you rode like three days in a row. Hey, we really miss you. It'll send me a message from one of the presenters that's one of the teachers that I really like. Like he'll just pop up and it's not personal where it says, Hey Don, but, but it, it, it's a video from him just kind of reminding me that, Hey, we missed you in class and you're a great ride. And, and then there'll be something personal written underneath it to me trying to get me to come back to class. Cause they know if I stay in class, cause it's not about this bike. It's about the app that's attached to that bike. And it's that monthly payment for that app. And you think about this, if I ride this bike for the next 10 years uh, and every single month I'm paying $69 to that app, uh, that's really what it's about. And uh, like this summer, I've been riding my other bike more like outside. And so I'll ride this bike less and I just got back on it for the winter time. And And it's interesting because they know that and I open up my emails and it's so damn personal that it freaks me out sometimes. See, and I think that's a little bit benign. That's They're wanting you to stay engaged in fitness. Where it crosses over in Facebook is what I just said, is you can yep. take someone that's not 
radicalized in any way politically. And then over the course of a year or 18 months, they go down a rabbit hole that then they can't escape from. And they basically become radicalized by the content in the echo chamber that's created on Facebook. So I do think there's a legitimate cause for uh, an outside entity to step in and say, we need to, we need to look under the hood here and maybe compel you to make some changes. Yeah, More on the other side of this, you guys. I would definitely recommend working with Ron and Don. Completely satisfied. 100% guaranteed. <laughs> if you're downsizing, upsizing, or right-sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down. Hi, my name is uh, Anthony Kroll. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Byron. Hi, I'm Ollie. Hi, I'm Emmy. We are Team Greenland, and we sat down, down with Ron, Ron and Don. Don. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, we talked about pricing. We talked about staging. We talked about location, about what the market was like. He gave us so much information. We would have a game plan and there'd be a team helping us and we went for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks to Ron and Don, we got the house of our dreams under asking price, which just does not happen in this market. And we could not be happier. And we wouldn't have been able to be where we're at in terms of buying and renovating a house without his expertise and support. Uh, we got an offer, I think day one, that was twenty-five to 50000 over asking. I'm like telling my wife, don't you think we should take this? And she's like, no, we're sticking to this. We're going to wait till that offer review, review date, like Ron and Don said, waited till offer review date. And we had like seven or eight more offers and an offer a 100000 over asking. With Ron and Don, you get two great minds that perfectly complement each other. You get the data and analytics, you get the creativity, the drive, and the energy. They are, they are the complete package. If someone asked me, in fact, someone did ask me uh, recently how we sold our house so fast, and I said, well, we had a great realtor team. And that makes all the difference. Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at runanddonsitdown.com. Check out the nation news at ronanddonsitdown.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to episode 324 of the Ron and Don Show. Don't forget our website, ronanddonsitdown.com, if you're ready to sit down with us today as we are licensed brokers at Linda Mayer. Yep, we are live from the Les Schwab Studios. Let's talk about this. Ron just bought a new car. He said his car... The SUV of the year, Don. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then, and then I, I, I said, isn't that true? And, and I went out and I was reading about your car, and it, it is like... Like, the, is it called a Genesis? No, I have the Telluride. So what's the difference between the Genesis and the Telluride? It's a totally different car companies. Is it? Because is a Genesis a battery-operated car? I think Genesis has a hybrid edition. I don't know if the Telluride does. So but your Telluride is gas? Telluride's gas. Okay. And it does have a tremendous amount of new technology. And my last car was a lease, so it was only two years old. Yeah. So, so just so, between the, like the, just in the span of two years, it's night and day. Yeah. So, so I, I was reading about a lot of the two new technology. I'm reading a lot about, uh, electric power vehicles cross all that stuff. Cause I have an older truck and my truck smells like me, my son and a dog has been in there for the last six years, which we have. It smells like whatever you think that smell is. It's like that times 20. Well, the real problem is when you used to teach spin class, you would forget a sock 
right under the seat for yeah. about four weeks, and that smell is very specific. Yeah, and I like to eat chicken for whatever reason when I'm driving, and so every once in a while you'll find a chicken bone underneath uh, chicken whole carcass, or Charlie will find a, a, a chicken bone. So nonetheless, I've been before I buy like a big ticket item, I like to educate myself. So I've been reading a lot about, and I'm sorry, I thought you got the Genesis, and I was gonna no, I got to tell you right. Okay. It's, it's a two time so, SUV in the year. You should it's interesting though. What they say is they've added so much new technology to a lot of these cars. And what they're finding is, because they're watching people in real time, and they're finding out with a lot of the technology, they're not engaging in this. And I had talked about this. I said, you, you, they talk about these autonomous vehicles. I said, people still want to go out at the end of the day after you've had a long day. And if you're not sitting in traffic somewhere and you bought a really cool Tesla, you want to go open that thing up. And you don't want the Tesla to drive the Tesla. Like you, my friend Laura has one. Every once in a while, she'll let me drive it. And she has a top of the line one. I love driving that thing, but I want, I mean, I want to put glasses on and aviators and a racing helmet and all that. And I, your I gloves got a, are a little dumb. I got a need for speed and I just, I, I want to, and I don't really have gloves. So I just put some socks on over my hands. Like I used to do when I was a little kid. What, what are you going to do? It's uh you know, 33 degrees out in Waukegan, Illinois, and you don't have gloves and you're going to school and your brother took your gloves. So you just wear a couple socks. <laughs> That don't even match. That's another story for another day, though. They say also in a lot of these cars, and I'm not familiar with this, maybe you are, but there's a lot of hand motion stuff that you can do within the car to kind of coach the technology along. And they say people aren't doing it. They don't like it. They don't want it. They don't necessarily want a Thomas vehicle. They want to drive the vehicle. What people love, though, what they love is they love the camera, the backup camera. And they said that people will make a buying decision based on how good the backup camera is. And I guess some of these now have two, three, and five different cameras, just like your iPhone. So uh, what do you say about all the technology that is being introduced to these into these cars? I agree. The cameras and, and, are great. And, 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 and people aren't interested in all that technology. It makes sense. The, the backup camera is uh, key now. Keyless entry. My big two are keyless entry and the backup camera. Uh, I, I love keeping my key in my pocket. You just walk up, you touch the doorknob and it opens like that was huge for me and heated seats. So those are the big three for me. Um, I actually turned off. So there's this new feature, uh, assisted driving. Yeah. So it's got sensors on the sides of the car. And when it's engaged, if you start to go across the yellow line or across the line without signaling, it will, at first, it, it gave you an audio alert. There was a haptic response in the steering wheel, which did a little grrr, Yeah. Uh, and then it would, you know, warn you that you were doing that. Yeah. That drove me crazy. Drives me nuts. The second one was it would steer for you. So if you're on the freeway and it feels the car feels like you are veering into the other lane. And your girlfriend's in the car and you're driving along. You want to let go of the steering wheel because you're handing her a sandwich really or whatever you might be doing in the car this <laughs> don't think that's not going on upshaw that's going on the car itself will pull will steer back into the lane yeah and the first couple of times it happened it freaked me out because mm. you're sitting there and normally if your car pulls hard one way or the other you've got a flat tire that you're going to Les Schwab, <laughs> right like normally if you're at highway speed yeah. and the car pulls like that yeah. you got a serious problem and then the other thing is it really does not like if you're going down a mountain hill 
uh, and you're turning one way or the other, like you're going into a banked turn, yeah. the car doesn't like that. Oh, It slams the brakes on, it grabs the steering wheel, and it turns you into the turn. Wow. And it's pretty scary. Mm. Uh, and so I turned that, I turned the haptic response thing off as annoying. I turned off the audio alert because sometimes I, sometimes I'm the only guy on the road, I'm going to change lanes and I don't need to signal. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I, when I, when there's traffic around, I signal. So I turned that off. Uh, the one that I kept on is the automatic braking. So it has this feature where if you are kind of distracted for whatever reason and something, a car stops in front of you, they just happened to me on the freeway. I was driving back from the south end to, to visit a client. It like beeps loudly and pushes the brake for you. Like it, it will make you go all the way to a stop. So that thing I think is good, but there's too much going on. Yeah, I know a lady who I just thought was going to slam into the back of me the other day. I was on I-5. It was raining. And you know how all of a sudden just all the lanes will stop. And if you are on your phone, and I could see back because it, it stopped, and it stopped quickly. And, I, and, and usually what I'll try to do is if I th- see things slowing down and I see people behind me, I'll start tapping the brakes so that the light will come on and people will see that and they won't run into the back of me. Uh, and a friend of mine that's, that's, a, that's a cop told me to do that. And it works pretty well. So it's doing that with her. And I could see that she was totally engaged on her phone and she was looking at her phone and, and she was able to stop, but I don't think it was her stopping. She was in a Volvo, a similar Volvo that I used to have. And I think the car was stopping for it should her, have, yeah. which allowed her just to continue to be oblivious and look at her phone in the middle of rush hour. And, and I look at that and I'm like, well, what's better? The fact that the car stopped and she's on her phone, which drives me a little oh, nuts. I'm sure it got her attention. So what's that? It gets your attention. It gets your attention. So, so I, I think the, the, the good thing is, though, the cream will rise to the top. The, the safety features that become popular and refined yeah. will, will rise to the top. You, the thing you just brought up, and I'm going to try to incorporate it, see if I can bring this to America. The Italian drivers, when that happens, they put their hazards on. Oh, which really? was so like you'd be coming around a turn into a tunnel and then all of a sudden hazards come on oh. because the, someone had stopped in the tunnel. So you're like, oh, that's, and then they would turn them back off. That's smart. But yeah, it was really smart. So it's I'm going to try driving that. so damn fast though, oh, right? Oh my God, it was crazy land. <laughs> More on the other side, you guys. Hey, you guys, we got a brand new sponsor. Mitch Weeks is here from Home Seed Loans. If you want to find out more about Home Seed Loans, do what Ron did. He went to, he went to Mitch.loans. That's Mitch.loans, right? I did. And Mitch, your process, um, all ha- most of it happened online. You've made it pretty easy to submit all the documents I needed to get approved. That's correct. Yeah, we've made it really easy. Um, there's an online portal, and then we also have a whole team ready to answer any questions you have. The thing that I really love, though, is you've come up with a special program for people just in the Ron and Don Nation, whether we're buying or doing a refund. That's correct. Yeah, any Ron and Don Nation member is now part of our buyer benefit program just automatically. So our partnership means that listeners will save a half a percent on the closing of any loan. 
up to the sky is the limit, but that's an average of $3,000 on loans in King County. So that's huge. That is huge. So up to half a percent on a new buy or a refi. Go to Mitch.loans today. It's not a .com or a .net. It's Mitch.loans. It's a brand new sponsor here on the Ron and Don Show. The Weeks team, NMLS 169-1573. Hi, everyone. My name is Therese, and I am a new team member with Ron and Don. When you are ready to buy a new home, I am a buyer specialist. Just reach out, and we will send a buyer's playbook that the guys wrote just for you. Go to ronanddonsitdown.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to episode uh, 324 of the Ron and Don Show final segment here. Uh, They say some of us are are just exhausted because during COVID, uh, our jobs kind of overtook our homes, and we're having a hard time now dividing our home life and our family life uh, from our job life. And as a result of that, it kind of seems to have all overlapped. We don't know what our boundaries are. This happened to me the other day because we, we do sit downs in the morning. But uh, Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday on those particular days, I, I'm assigned and I need to take my son to school. And not only do I get to take him to school, we have great conversations, but we also get I make him breakfast and we sit there and, and we just we have a little family time together in the morning. But because of COVID, uh, we started meeting in the morning. So I started meeting with Ron and some of our other team members. And the next thing you know, I found out I'm sitting here. He's sitting next to me eating his cereal, staring at a cereal box. And I'm over here on these calls. And I have now allowed this. It's totally bled into my family. So the other day, I pushed back a little bit. And I said, hey, guys, I I can't do this meeting on Monday morning, 8 o'clock. Because that's when I'm sitting there and I'm having breakfast uh, with G force. And so, and I, it's weird. Cause I feel a little guilty about it. And Ron was actually real nice and said, Hey, no problem. I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll cover that. And I'll take, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll cover that appointment for you. So it, 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 it's hard. It is very hard. I think to kind of begin to divide or to take back those parts of our lives that were private, that we really liked. What are you doing about boundaries and, and really in real estate, you know, our phones are on all the time. People call at all different times of the day. We always work on the weekends. And at the same time, it was really important for you, for instance, to take some time and get on that, get on a plane and, 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 and go across the pond and go see your brother. At the same time, because we have a young business and we need you, you still kind of had to stay a bit tethered and connected. But we, we, we try to make decisions without you. It's, it, it's hard, isn't it? And, 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 and I'm I'm trying to rediscover and even write things down about, hey, what should my boundaries be? And I even find myself telling people now, hey, I'm not going to answer my phone at, at some of our clients. I'm not going to answer my phone tonight after 7 o'clock. I'll be back on my laptop at 7 in the morning and check in with you then. So This, this is actually what I'm I'm working through with my, uh, my therapist right now who I introduced to you, which is now your therapist, even though we don't do therapy sessions together. We no. share a therapist. Does she ever slap a label on you that you didn't know – existed and then you're like oh wow i guess that's me so this morning oh she said you are a what did she call it i, I don't know if i'm going to get this right or not a you're, son of did it start with son of uh <laughs> no oh. she said you're a, a hyper functioner or something like it was along those lines hmm. and i was like what does that mean she's like you you function to a degree that you it, it allow it it takes over your life in a way like you can't I cannot allow a ball to hit the ground even if it's not my ball and so you know in terms of what you were talking about with uh you know like our business 
Like you can have a ball in the air or Therese can have a ball in the air. It has nothing to do with me other than that I'm in proximity to you. And if I think that it's going to hit the ground, I will go for the ball, even though it's not mine to go for. And so in the long, in the short term, it can be great because a, a coworker can go, Oh my God, thanks for catching that ball. In the long term, it's damaging. Yeah. And so uh, for obvious reasons. So she's, trying to work with me on how to regulate that because it's, it's one of those things that's good until it's self-destructive. Like it's not a bad trait to have until it is, uh, until it tips that point where you're now up at 10 PM on a Saturday night working when you, and you know, and you're ignoring your family or you're like, this happened the last time I went to visit my parents uh, you know, where I'm writing a contract on my laptop in Florida and when I went there to spend time with them. Mm-hmm. So like they all went out to the pool and I'm back at their house working. Uh, and like, that's on me. Like I could have figured out a way to do that uh, and not sacrifice the family time. So I, I don't have an, a good answer to that. I think, I mean, that's that's what I'm working on. It has, my commute now is from, the kitchen coffee maker to my office, which is 20 feet away. Uh, and, and part of me loves that. And part of me hates that. Yeah. You know, you know, you know what helped me? Cause our, my friend Laura is a commercial real estate agent and, and she's just, she's done in the commercial real estate world is a little different, but, but she just has a set time where she answers her emails and that's it. And she answers emails one time in the morning and one time in the evening, and then she just shuts it off. Uh, and then she really protects her weekends. Um, and she really protects some of those evenings. She'll go on like late before she goes to bed uh, to prepare herself for, for the morning. But like for us, sometimes we're sitting there and we're on our computers all the time. And, and, and people are asking us questions and we're responding immediately. And so sometimes I think what we're doing is we're, we're training people that we're here at your beck and call and we can't be here at your beck and call. We just, we, we, we can't be. And, and sometimes re- waiting to respond to something the next morning can be okay, but sometimes it's not okay. Cause in real estate contracts, you might have to respond to something to an inspection contingency by five o'clock tonight. Cause if you don't, then the deal will go sideways. So there's a, there's, there's a lot of that too. That's kind of baked into the job. Well, and the other thing is in our job for me, like if I have sometimes literally a hundred to 200 things to respond to today, if I push those off tomorrow, doesn't mean that the hundred or 200 things tomorrow go away. So now I'm going to have 300 uh, by the time I get to Friday and that, that just doesn't, uh, doesn't work. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm working on that. I am trying, I'm learning some new labels. So I'm going to be doing some research on it to figure out what that means. Cause a lot of it just exists in your own head. Yeah. All right, you guys, thanks for listening to episode 324. Thanks for sponsoring our sponsors like Mitch Weeks. Did you switch to Mitch? Mitch.loans right now. If you're looking for a new real estate loan, you're looking to finance, 
refinance, whatever it is, go to Mitch.loans right now and you can save what? Half a percent if you're in the Ronadon Nation, an average savings of $3,000. That's a lot of money. Mitch.loans. So check that out. Also, thanks to Les Schwab for sponsoring us and taking care of me the other day. They've been doing the right thing since 1952. And of course, we are licensed brokers at Windermere. When you need us, just reach out. Go to ronadonsitdown.com. We'll see you before episode 325. Before you know it, yep, you're listening to the Ronadon Show. Head up, shoulders back. Olay on the Ronadon radio network now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time only 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 on the ron don radio network